This podcast has explicitly adult themes and language. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, this is a great episode to test how soundproof the walls are in this new apartment or this new house. Jesus. Um, this is a great episode for that. Oh my goodness. But no, it is not. <laughs> I have been like Ooh, thinking about oh this God. episode on and off since we planned it. And I'm like, we're really doing this, huh? Like this yes, is, we are. This is really happening. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm so excited for this. Oh my God. I am excited for this because I love our What is Blank Kink series. I think that's a great episode topic. I'm a big fan of it conceptually. I just, I think we're, uh, pardon the pun, diving into the deep end for this one. Um, I'm okay with diving into the deep end. That sounds grand. <laughs> My hair is already bright yellow, so this is oh perfect. Boo, go to jail. It's for my Bill Cipher cosplay. Calm down. That was a good cosplay, by the way. I saw the photo you posted. It's really good. Anyways, uh, what yeah, is water I, sports? God, yeah, what is it truly? Um, this is Kinky Queries, a podcast where you send in questions and we work out the kinks, or more often than not, work in the kinks. My name is James. My pronouns are he, him. And if you know me in real life, just don't listen to this episode. Like, it's fine. You don't, you don't have to worry about it. It's purely scientific. It's going to be very boring. Don't, don't listen to this episode. My name's Iris. I use they, he pronouns and fuck that shit. Please bring this up with me. Like, I am so excited about this conversation. I think water sports are really interesting. Uh, this stuff is interesting. Let's talk science. Let's talk nutrition. Let's talk fun. Yeah, so water sports are things like uh, water skiing, uh, wakeboarding, I think tubing technically counts. (laughs) What is water sports, Iris? So water sports, also known as piss play, is when someone is excited or turned on by the thought, sight, taste, scent, or feel of urine. Its proper name, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, and I'm really sorry, is urolagnia or urophilia. And it's just like urine-involved kink is really what it's referring to. Yeah, when that's a pretty broad category. Potentially, I think it depends from person to person and like what their interest is. So like the definition that I provided started with like thought. So like thinking about ear and thinking about what it could mean, what it could feel, like the warmth, the scent, having that scent on you, having somebody else's scent on you. I was recently having a conversation with someone that I met through the dating apps about piss play. And they're just like, oh, I'm not into it. Just like, that's okay. I mostly think about it from the perspective of I'm scenting you from like a primal perspective. Like from a primal play perspective. Yeah, I can definitely see the overlap there. And the person looked at me being like, wait a second, that's hot. (laughs) It's like, how did we just go from a flat out no to that's hot? (laughs) Yeah, oh my God. We love reframing kink amazing. And I was just like, yeah, like this is the stuff that I've like done with it. This is like how I tend to think about it of like a scent-based thing. I wouldn't ever really want it in my mouth personally, but I've had other people drink my urine and like that's cool for them. But basically I just want to know that you're my bitch. And (laughs) this is great negotiation out in public in a cafe, by the way. Oh my God, this was iconic. The last time I (laughs) was on like a date with someone and it was towards the end of the date in this tiny, tiny like udon restaurant. And they're like, so like, I hear you're into shibari. I'm like, we're going to talk about this while we walk to the car, not in this tiny restaurant where we're one of like five people. Uh, But God, you're braver than any U.S. Marine, truly. Well, I want to point out that like, 
the tables were distanced from one another. We were outside under a little umbrella. We both had our little coffees and like, I wasn't speaking loudly. I wasn't projecting. <laughs> I was just being like, this is what I think. This is the things that I'm into. We just met in person. Can we figure out this friends with benefits thing? Because I'm horny and I really just want to like get off whether piss play is involved or not. Anyways, that's a side tangent. No, it sounds um, reasonable. <laughs> Water spurts can really manifest in a lot of different ways. And it's just like, it depends from person to person. And that's like with every single kink that we tend to bring up or just like, oh, everybody's different. And I know that I, we say that every fucking episode. Well, that's what makes it fun. But it's true. Yeah. Well, okay. So we're saying that like every flavor of kink is unique. Don't stick your tongue out at me. Um, <laughs> I see you. Um, <laughs> the listeners can't, but I see you. With every unique flavor of kink, you know, there's something unique people like about it. So I guess, what is it? Because I personally, when it comes to how we're defining water sports, not my cup of tea, not my cup of piss, if you will. Um, I'm sorry. That would be such a fun, like high protocol tea party now that I'm thinking about it. I I can't stop making piss jokes, but um, thank you listeners. I'm having so much fun making James blush right now. (laughs) I'm not, I'm blushing because I'm laughing too hard. Again, not my cup of piss, but per se, like that conceptually, a brilliant idea. A high protocol team <laughs> mixing it with this, I think conceptually really great. In practice, not my jam. But for you, yeah, like what is it that you really enjoy about this? I mean, I talk a little bit about like the scent aspect of it, whether it's like scenting myself or scenting somebody else. It's just basically like showing ownership, making sure that you smell like me in some way. And there's lots of ways to do that. Like I can squirt on someone and it's very much like scent oriented. I can piss on someone and that's scent oriented. I can rub someone into my armpit and I can make sure that I put no deodorant on and worked out that morning and just be really fucking gross and they will smell like me and that's exciting in its own way your kink is not my kink and that is okay <laughs> that is totally okay I don't get to do this very often because not many people are into like play, and that's cool but urine's a very easy way to go about it and there's enough people who like fetishize urine where it's just like okay I can have fun with that that could be interesting like I have like frozen urine before and like done temperature play with it before. Interesting. I have like just like peed on someone, which like the act from like a like a pet play perspective is like kind of fun. And like you get to experience the warmth of it on someone's body and you can be really specific. And so like I my little like piss nozzle thing, I never remember the actual name for it. <laughs> oh, is the one of the like standard the STP. Yeah, yeah it's nice. an STP device, um, but my little nozzle thing, I can be like really directive as to like where it is going, or I could just like let it go anywhere and not use my STP. Yeah, not really into the taste component. A lot of people are though, um, and I like playing with like how nutrition impacts like my urine, if that makes sense. Yeah, say more about that, because like when we were researching this, I had no idea that was a thing, but it's apparently there's like a whole bunch of science to it. Yes, so this started off by accident um so one holiday um I made a lot of beets because I like beets um and I ate a lot of beets because I really fucking like beets and so several beets later the next day my urine was bright red and I thought it was bleeding and I was like that's terrifying I haven't pulled my nuva ring out yet why am I menstruating and this doesn't look like actual blood this is scary Mm -hmm. and I sat with it for a second being like oh I ate like a stupid amount of beats (laughs) last night, like a ridiculous amount of beats that I haven't done 
ever in my life because I was just going ham. They had like a maple glaze on them. I did a really good job with them. I couldn't get enough of them. I was going to say, that um, sounds delicious. It is because I love cooking and I like flavor. Anyways, I noticed that I can turn my urine different colors and you can do that with like actually quite a few different foods. So like fava beans, blackberries, rhubarb, those can all turn urine like reddish or brownish compared to like what urine normally looks like, which should be in like the yellow spectrum, maybe a little bit orange, depending on like what is in your diet. Carrots can turn your urine a bit more orange. It takes a lot of carrots to do that, by the way. You can also change scent with urine as well. And so like the famous one is asparagus and how everybody knows what asparagus pea smells like or at least that's everybody in my life they know what asparagus pea smells like okay I don't know what asparagus pea smells like what I'm almost scared to ask what does asparagus pea smell like okay take a step back not everybody knows what asparagus pea smells like it's a genetic thing what um oh to have the ability to smell asparagus urine I wonder if that's at all connected to the cilantro gene. From my experience of the asparagus pea, it's just like a very pungent scent. Um, I wouldn't call it asparagus E, but it's asparagus adjacent. And it is just like a stronger urine scent than normal. So if I really wanted to go full scent play, I wouldn't mind eating like a pound of asparagus, like in preparation, just to be a a lot of asparagus. (laughs) I love asparagus, so that's fine. I mean, it's good. I just like a pound of anything is a little intimidating. (laughs) And honestly, for the kink, almost anything is worth it. Yes. Most of the time, as long as it's negotiated ahead of time. Um, You can also do that with fecal matter. Um, And while this episode isn't about fecal play, food changes what your feces looks and smells like and the texture. So like being cognizant of like what you're putting in your body always impacts like what is coming out of your body. And so like that's with any kind of play, just to be aware. Makes sense. Yeah. And also I guess like basic medical health and safety. If something changes colors and you weren't expecting it, take a look at your diet or call your doctor. Yeah. Like when your urine's suddenly bright red or um, another fun one that I had, uh, I tend to eat food foods in excess uh, due to that fun little autism thing. And one of those is black licorice jelly beans, which I did not realize will turn your poop bright blue. Bright blue? Oh. Bright blue. That is incredibly unnerving. Like neon. Oh my God. Um, First of (laughs) all, that's black licorice. And I mean, like live your life. I'm glad you had a good time, but also one of the the worst flavors. So that's really like a journey you went on, huh? (laughs) You can't tell I really love strong flavors. Yeah, Um, yeah, (laughs) Which means that sometimes my body creates really interesting stories, hence this podcast. (laughs) But yeah, what you put in your body alters what comes out of your body. That's going to be for urine play. That's going to be for fecal play. That should be for like any play that you're considering. But for like urine play, like it's important just to like know what's going on and to like look into if you want to have a piss play scene, do you want to eat specific foods ahead of time or do you just want to like wing it? That's totally fine as long as it's part of like what is negotiated. Well, and also even talking about this in outside of the uh, water sports space, this is the kind of thing that like folks talk about in terms of like ejaculate having different flavors, very mm-hmm. specifically like for semen, talking about what you eat and changing the flavor of that is definitely like conversations I have heard of before. Yeah, like pineapple gets a lot of airtime around this of being like, oh, if you eat pineapple, your cum's going to taste amazing. You have to eat a lot of fucking pineapple for that to <laughs> actually happen. And that's with a lot of foods, by the way. You have to eat a lot of it to really get the outcome that you are desiring. So if you're willing, I don't remember how much pineapple, 
but it's at least one whole pineapple that you eat. That's a lot of pineapple. That's a lot of pineapple just to make like come a little sweeter. But that being said, like this kind of, you know, food prep for kink is not all things considered that abnormal, I don't think, given that we talk about it with lots of other fluids that our bodies are related to. If you include in your negotiation, like what you're consuming so that it has a specific outcome of like the different fluids or solids that are coming out of your body, like that can also be really hot for people of being like, oh, I'm restricted to this diet for my partner so that my piss is bright red because we want to have like not an actual like blood play scene, but we want it to look a little bloody because it's spooky Ooh. season. Yeah, um, vampire stuff. And, and beets are in season. <laughs> like that could be something that people are excited about and that's totally okay. And that's super cool. And like, there's a ton of different things to consider when you're doing plus play as well. And I'm sure we're going to go into that a little bit. I mostly was doing like health and safety research for this one, because again, your kink is not my kink and that's okay. But apparently if you avoid protein, it also can improve the taste. I think similar in a degree to the pineapple, but again, protein is really important and your body needs it. So like all things in moderation, I think this even goes with like the beets and the rhubarb and anything like that. Like if you eat too much of anything, your body's going to have side effects to it. So always proceed with diet changes cautiously. Right. And like, there's one thing to say for like, I have altered my diet for a day versus I have altered my diet for a long period of time for the sake of kink. Your body needs a lot of different nutrients. It needs protein. It needs so many things. I am not a nutritionist, but it does need these things to function and to live longer. And so we want to be really cautious about what we're doing with our bodies. It's fun to eat an excessive amount of beets for one day, uh, but I can't do that every day because I would probably look a little Oompa Loompa-ish after a certain <laughs> point. Yeah. But I think given the turnaround time you experienced and also just the general recommendation for this kind of play involving just drinking a lot of liquids the day of, or even an hour beforehand, it would seem like, you know, a day or so is a fair turnaround time for these sort of liquid-based changes. For nutritional changes, it's like 24, 48 hours, you will see a difference for piss play. Yeah, always drink tons of liquids. When you're going to be doing piss play, you want to make sure that you're prepping ahead of time. So like the 18 hours before the scene, you want to make sure that you're heavily hydrated and that you're drinking afterwards as well so that you can recoup those liquids. Like we are mostly liquid as human beings and we want to <laughs> remain mostly liquid as long as we are alive because it helps us continue to be alive and we can play with our liquids. That's fine, but you need to hydrate ahead of time. Otherwise, like the play becomes less fun. And you know what they say, hydrate or die straight. And we're not about that. <laughs> nope. This is kinky queries. We are here for the queerness. <laughs> You have to be this gay to listen to these podcasts. <laughs> that is inaccurate. You can be any flavor of gay and you could be a straight person listening to this podcast. And that is cool too. This is um, true. Uh, straight people, you also need to hydrate. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Actually, I'm not sorry. I love water. I think water is a great beverage and I don't get people who don't enjoy drinking water. I, I don't really grasp it, but you know, like different strokes for different folks, but like water's, water's great. Water is great. I tend to flavor it with different teas Ooh, um, yeah. just because that makes me happiest because like why not have a mango black tea? That just makes me so happy. Very good point. Very good point. Anyway, drink drink fucking water in, in all its forms. But cool. Yeah, I guess in terms of, you know, general health and safety PSA, I was really curious about, so there's this like really popular myth that like urine is sterile. That's not true. That's just 
flat out not true. Urine is very literally your body removing things from your body that your body doesn't want in it. So it's very much not sterile. Please do not piss on open cuts or sores. The peeing on a jellyfish sting trick does not work. You're just going to get into a water sports incident with your friends and you would not have negotiated enough ahead of time probably if your friend is panicking about getting stung by a jellyfish. So yeah, just keep that in mind with this kind of play. Like, you know, have fun, but also be safe. It's really weird that that's like a thing within at least U.S. culture. I can't speak for other countries that like urine is sterile when it very much is not and it doesn't make sense for it to be considered sterile. I mean, I guess because it has like a chlorine bleach smell to it, maybe. I really don't know. The thing is, is that like when it is in the bladder, yes, it is sterile. But once it leaves the bot, like goes through the urethra and leaves the body, like it's being exposed to so many different things and becomes like a space where things can easily grow Mm -hmm. as well, because it's got a lot of nutrients. I'm thinking of this from a perspective that you're not going to like, and I'm really sorry. I can, I can take out my headphones for a second. That's <laughs> no, I'm going to have to edit okay. this. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to explain this. I know yeah, it's sterile. You can just say it. It's fine. It's sterile within the bladder. It's sterile within the urethra, but once it leaves the urethra, it would be a very easy growing compound for anything to grow within. And so if you were to reverse engineer that to like anything that goes through the urethra and potentially punctures into the bladder, that is where like urinary tract infections and bladder infections can occur. And that's why like with sounding, there's a lot of very specific safety that needs to occur because you don't want to cause that, but it is sterile within the bladder. And while you are correct and mentioning this did make sense, so don't feel bad about it, Instead of talking about sounding, we could have just talked about taking a straw and juice pouching uh, a person's body to get directly to the bladder. I think that's much more reasonable. I mean, that's a really good metaphor, and I just went straight for body stuff instead. (laughs) I think you can treat a human body like a juice pouch. That is your kink, and I got mine. I'm kidding. Please don't, please don't stab people with plastic straws. Like, yeah, risk aware consensual kink, but like stabbing's a bit much. I can't, I can't ethically condone that on this podcast. See, I'm not thinking of like actual stabbing. I'm thinking of like somebody's penis being the straw and being like, (laughs) I still think that gets the- Is it a bendy straw or is it a straight straw? God. This whole conversation, my thighs are like clenched. I don't even have a dick, but my dick hurts. <laughs> you can do it with a silicone one. That'd be fun too. Oh, the silicone little... one is actually totally fine to snap in half like a glow stick, I think. Um, <laughs> the flesh-based ones, I don't think you're supposed to do that. No, probably not. But you can have like the little tube that goes out and you're like fake little cummies and... <laughs> I mean, like live your life. It'd be yeah. great. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. You should be, frankly. <laughs> Um, In terms of health and safety, aside from the fact that very much not sterile, most, you know, people with standard immune systems aren't going to be incredibly negatively affected by that. The most common concern is for people with weakened immune systems. Like Iris was just saying, it's a breeding ground for stuff because it's super nutrient dense and the human body is a little bit disgusting sometimes on like a microbiology level. That being said, it can't transmit STIs, which is pretty interesting, but there's this Listen, if you want to drink piss for a scene, like, I can't stop you. Nobody can stop you except, you know, the person you're in a scene with, in which case, respect their consent. But, like, do what you want. 
that being said, apparently, and I wish I didn't know this, but there was apparently a trend called urine therapy where, you know, these are the same people that are trying to drink like raw water or whatever the hell. And like in weird health circles, they're like, we're just going to drink piss and that's better. They're wrong. In small doses, that's fine. We put plenty of things into our body that our body doesn't want. We put, you know, poisonous plants in there and that's how you get spices. And we, we put alcohol in there and that's, you know, really messes up your body, but it's fine in small doses. If you do a lot of it, and don't drink regular water, it's bad. It's, it's stupid and it's bad. You will, you will harm your body. Please keep that in mind. I wish I didn't know this. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> it was like the most cursed thing I found while researching this. I'm like, I've read about a lot of really stupid health trends. Like, it's like they saw Bear Grylls and said, yeah, I should do that in my everyday life. And like, one thing that we haven't gone over, but I feel like there's going to be a couple people who are sitting and listening to this are thinking, what about cleanup post scene? Cleanup's really easy. You can do a scene in a bathtub and a shower. And that makes it really simple because it goes right down the fucking drain and you can do like hot shower stuff or hot bath stuff afterwards if you want to with the other person. But if you're hoping to like not be stuck in a bathroom doing piss play, that's also totally okay. I highly recommend getting a waterproof blanket. Mm. Um, I've got a five by five waterproof blanket. It is fantastic. Highly recommend. If that is not quite within your budget, that's totally okay. Puppy pads will also work for smaller urine-based scenes. It just kind of depends on like what you're doing, where you want it to occur, and how much piss play you are playing with. You could also just do it outside and like consequences be damned. Well, okay, hold on. Some consequences will have consequences. But like I'm thinking have... like someone's private backyard with yeah, like yeah. a fence <laughs> or out in the middle of nowhere fucking woods. Not yeah. like, oh, I live in a city. I don't have a yard. I'm gonna go to the sidewalk and piss on another person. You That's will get arrested. <laughs> Not only for public indecency, but just like public urination is its own offense. Now we hate yes. cops on this podcast, obviously. We're, we're not going to do a whole public policy moment here, but fuck cops. However, cops do unfortunately still exist. So keep that in mind. You will get arrested if you pee in public. And yeah. it'll be a really interesting conversation with a cop if you're peeing on a person in public. Yeah. Cops are not, listen, cops, not very king friendly. Or anyone friendly, actually. Oh, I guess a TLDR, like, if you want to experiment with this, experiment with it in a bathroom. Like, if you if you want to go out and buy a waterproof blanket for other reasons, by all means, go ahead and spend the money. I think the trial run space is bathroom shower. If you're like, huh, this is my new thing. I'm wrapping my whole kink identity around this one. That's probably when it might be good to invest in, you know, more purchases. I mean, I wouldn't even say that my kink identity is wrapped around piss play oh, very no. much. I wasn't saying that either. Sorry. But like having a waterproof blanket is just helpful for so many different scenes. So I'm always like recommending like, do it. It's fun. You'll like it. And you'll use it for so many things because it's fucking true. Um, but for easy ass cleanup, do it in a bathtub. It's so much better. And then you have a great excuse to clean your bathtub and make it all like squeaky clean afterwards. And who doesn't want a nice squeaky clean tub post scene? So yeah, I don't think I have anything else that I wanted to go over because you went over all of the fun health concerns and I went over all the stupid shit I've done. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's stupid. I think it is very pertinent to this episode and it brings most you joy. Of it, I want to point out that most of it was done on accident. Most of it was done on accident. I was like, ooh, that's interesting. What else can I do? Um, 
your body is a violin and you are a maestro. Like we love it. And I have a lot of fun with it. Um, but yeah, that's what I got. If you have more questions about piss play or any of the side tangents we had during this conversation, (laughs) send us a question. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening as uh, we talk about some of Iris's favorite things that I know about. Sure, sure, Uh, sure, sure, sure. I hope your roommate heard everything. I fucking hope my roommate heard none of this. Good Lord. No, I'm, listen, I'm being cagey about this because I have knowledge about it, but I, it's, it's not my cup of piss. I'm really sorry. Um, It's okay. It doesn't have to be your cup of piss, but like, I hope that you have been entertained and that your roommate is also entertained if they heard any of this. Well, I'm incredibly entertained because you were always a wonderful podcast companion, Iris. And like they had said previously, if you've got a kinky question for us, question about anything we talked about today or any of our fun little side tangents, uh, feel free to send us your queries at kinkyqueries at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at kinkyqueries, or you can check out our website, kinkyqueries.com. That's K-I-N-K-Y-Q-U-E-E-R-I-E-S. Uh, we will have our next episode ready for you when it's ready. Don't worry about it. Um, it'll it'll happen. <laughs> I believe in you. Thanks. Yeah, I I'm yeah. I just spent time traveling and then moving, and hopefully now I'll I know. be I able know. to edit. Iris is a really great and patient podcast companion, and I am very grateful to you. Thanks. Thanks.